the retreat again to encourage them all to come. And let me get my... Oh, come on. Turn sideways. Muslim Song of Solomon. And I shared with our leaders uh, this word, um, Song of Solomon 2. Uh, verse 3 says, As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, and this is the Shulamite woman, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. We've sat under the tree of our beloved this weekend. And have you not gleaned sweet fruit? It's been good. And that was, that was the promise the Lord had shown me, that that's what he wanted to do this weekend. And then verses 10 through um, 13, my beloved spoke and said to me, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of the singing of birds is come, and the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth her fig, green figs, and the vines with the tender grape give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. And I wanted to read that again this morning because um, brave prayer calls for us to come and to come close so that we can um, taste of his fruit and um, delight in him. And when I first, when Kathy first asked me to um, share on brave prayer I did my dutiful thing and I put brave prayer women's retreat 2016 and I defined words and found out what I guess I'm going to have to leave these on and <clears throat> you know found out uh, what some of the meanings of the words were and I came up with, you know, brave is ready to face and endure danger or pain. Ready to endure pain. Showing courage. And then I even did some synonyms. To be audacious is a synonym. means showing a willingness to take surprisingly bold risks. And then some antonyms, afraid, cautious, reticent, shy, timid. And I thought the Lord was going to have me share with you about how to storm the gates, be brave in prayer, be that warrior princess. And God said, no. I want you to share about is we have to be brave enough to be brave in prayer means to 
allow yourself to be who you are before him, bare, raw, all the good, the bad, and the ugly, ladies. He sees it all anyway. And so I had, I had several outfits that I brought because <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to wear this morning. And I got them hanging in the back there. <laughs> but God changed my outfit because he has a picture for you to, to see about how he wants you when you come into your closet with him and you close the door. He wants all of you. One of the ways, um, I came up with three ways we need to be um, brave in prayer, and the one is the first one, and, and it's the one I'm going to concentrate on mostly, and that's humility and along with it, honesty. And to be quite frankly, uh, we have a hard time being honest. Um, or I guess I should speak for myself, but <laughs> I don't know if any of you have that trouble, but I'm kind of honest with you this morning. I, um, I've, I felt like the Lord, you know, I, I did shower and I did put my deodorant on. <laughs> I did not wash my hair as planned. I didn't take my flat iron and fix it. I didn't put my makeup on. I'm, this is what I look like when I don't put my face on. And I love to put my face on because, you know, if the barn needs painting, paint it, ladies, you know? <laughs> so this isn't a statement about makeup. This is just a statement. This is a visual for you to see. Get real with your God. He sees it all anyway, and he wants all of you just the way you are. I, um, my dear friend Joe Garish is here at retreat. I think this may be the first time we've ever been at a retreat together. I've known Joe. She's the first person I met when I moved to Twin Falls. She's a dear, dear friend of mine. And she and her husband, Phil, started coming to Calvary Buell right as we were leaving <laughs> and coming here to live. And she came to our table, and I went around and introduced her, and I introduced her as my dearest friend and, and as a piano teacher, which she is a very gifted musician. And then I introduced everybody by what, who you know, one gal, where she lived and what her husband did and what they do as a, as a couple. And then the other one was our pastor's wife. And then the other one um, was uh, she works at, at the school in our community. And, and, and I just, I'm bringing that up, not that that's a bad thing to do, but that's not all of who we are. And so, you know, who I am, I wish, who I am.
Back up. Uh, yeah, it represents. Um, I'm a I'm a mama. I have seven children and ten grandchildren, but that doesn't define me. It used to define me, and so I got to take my. When I get with my Lord, I can't come to Him because I was a mother. And, and then, you know, I was going to put my purple shirt on because that means I'm royal, but I just, I like my white one today because it shares with me that I am who I am because I'm washed clean and white in the blood of the Lamb. That's who I am. I wore my comfy pants and my, my little sandals because... You know, I, what pants I put on doesn't, doesn't, when I come before the Lord, he doesn't see any of that. I could take off my wedding ring. I'm married. I've been married for 40 years. But I'm not. <laughs> but when I go before my my king, my father, who welcomes me and bids me come away with me, it's not because I'm a wife, good or bad wife. <laughs> and I'm both of those at different times. <laughs> um, I, I am who I am because of who God has made me to be. And you are who you are because of God, who God has made me to be. What I do is what I do. But who I am is what God has done in me. That song that says, not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. And... Um, God wants us to not hide from him. And we have to be honest with who we are. If any of you need to get up off the floor, if you're thinking, oh, I'm down here, this may take too long, feel free to uh, slip into a chair. <laughs> but um, I'm a little bit random today, <laughs> so I hope I can bring it all together with you. The, the uh, you know, humility, we have to lay aside our pride. And um, that was something that the Lord dealt with me personally last night, and I think uh, all of us, actually. <laughs> but pride is being self absorbed, absorbed with ourself, whether I am absorbed with how miserable and weak I am, that can be out of pride, or how wonderful I think I, I have done something or accomplished, or how wonderful I think I am, um, either way. And so when we... Um, 
when to, to be to walk in humility, we have to be honest. We can't have the one without the other. And we have to um, be honest, most importantly, with ourselves. And then, of course, with the Lord. And sometimes that's hard, ladies. Sometimes it's hard to say, I hate this, God. I don't want to do this. Or to say, I feel like this towards someone. I'm jealous. I'm so envious. But the freedom that comes, the closeness that you can have when you really get honest with yourself God loves you. When, when I was younger, before I knew the Lord, I was steeped in sin. And I didn't do anything to, to come to him. He came to me because he loved me and he deemed me Worthy. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> I am um, one of the things that I'm supposed to do uh, for my health is to do a liver cleanse at least twice a year and sometimes more. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it because I think it, it applies. I just got off of a liver cleanse last week. It's a grueling process to go through. This particular, there's different ones that are probably a little more gentle than the one my naturopath has me do, but um, I drink only apple juice and apples for three days. And on the third day, I um, mix up some Epsom salts and water and halfway through that day I start drinking that and um, the first time I did it I puked my guts out and had to stop because my blood sugars got messed up so now I keep drinking a little apple juice when I drink my but anyway all that to say so by morning of the next morning I have to drink a concoction of oil and um, grapefruit juice, fresh grapefruit and lemon juice, and it's lovely. And um, then by the next morning, I pass hundreds of gall and liver stones. And that's not a pleasant process. And I'm, I'm sorry, this probably isn't pleasant hearing it, but um, it frees my body. It cleanses my body. And ah, uh, I don't like looking at the, the what comes out, you know? It, it, I mean, I, it, in some ways I do, because I go, yay, <laughs> you know? And so I, I only tell you that kind of graphic <laughs> description to share with you that sometimes we have to go through a painful process, um, an unpleasant, process with the Lord 
to cleanse and heal. And being honest is a part of that cleansing process. But you feel so fresh and clean after that. And, and it, we have to do that. This weekend is oftentimes that time of cleansing for us. Don't you feel like that happens up here on, in retreat? But ladies, you don't have to wait. Because the love of Christ is every day with you. And he wants you to walk in and wants us as his daughters to to crawl up there near to him and bear it all so that it can come out and you can be, you know, rid of it. And so the the other thing is um, that the Lord wanted wanted me to sh- to share with you is that um, he loves you and he also just wants to be with you. Sometimes he doesn't want you to confess. He doesn't want, and I think this has been brought out earlier as well. He, he doesn't, he doesn't need you to do anything but just be with him and look at him and hear his stories and his word and allow him to to just wash over you with his love. It's not about, you know, and there may be ugly still in there, but it's not about that. That, And that's the majority of our, our time with him is reveling in his love delighting in eating and tasting of the fruit, sitting under his tree, if you will, from that Song of Solomon, that picture, and partaking of the sweet fruit he wants to feed you with. Um, We also talked on Sunday morning about the banqueting table that the Lord was preparing for you ladies this weekend. He He had a feast for you in all of the little things and teachings and uh, quiet times with individual women that you had. And it was a banqueting table, and, and we, we got fed, and he ministered to us. And um, we don't have to eat at other tables. There's a million other tables that we can partake at and that vie for our, uh, that want us to, to grab a hold of. And um, the table of the Lord has fresh food all the time. It's always alive, and it's always there for our nourishment and our um, our well-being and and so he wants you often come away my daughter come be with me come sit with me i have so much 
to tell you, I have so much to lavish on you. And so, look at my notes. And I think, I guess because of our vulnerability as women, that we a lot of times feel uncomfortable with ourselves. And, and maybe I'm just speaking about myself. I'm that I, <laughs> I, uh, and the Lord says he, he wants us to just be who we are. Okay. And, and he loves who we are. And, um, he loves you. He thinks you're beautiful. I just gave a mug to my mother-in-law that said, oh, good morning, gorgeous. She's widowed for four years, five years now. And everybody, with, if they live alone especially, they need to know they're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. And I don't, I, you know, when we all dress up and we get it all together, you know, we look in the mirror sometimes and go, oh, that's really pretty good, you know? Does that look all right? I don't feel very gorgeous today, but God says he sees, he doesn't see this, and he looks into my heart, and even though there's things in my heart that aren't right, he still says you're beautiful. Come dance with me. Come revel with me. Come love me. Come be near. And so let him get close, ladies. Let him touch. Um, I, one more thing. I'm just being brought to my mind. I didn't write it down, but the Lord brought it to my mind this morning. When I was a young girl, I was uh, um, taken advantage of unwillingly by a young man and it sent me down a road of promiscuity and uh, it defined me for so long even after I knew the Lord it, it's not going to define me anymore that is not who I am that is not how God, God doesn't even want that. He wants me to forget those things that lie behind. I'm 60. That happened when I was, I was either 16 or 17 years old. That's a long time, ladies, <laughs> to carry something. Don't let even what happened yesterday or, you know, work it through with the Lord. Allow him to bring that healing and that wholeness because that's not. We press on toward the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And so I have a song um, that Joshua is going to play for us. And I'd like you to just sit for a moment listening to this song and Joshua you can cut it off when it starts to maybe go into I don't know <laughs> that refrain that gets kind of loud and I, I don't know but 
um, we'll see how that goes. But sit before the Lord and allow him to um, minister to you this morning. He doesn't want anything from you. He just wants to bid you to come. I was shattered by the fall Broken and forgotten Feeling lost and all alone Summoned by the king Into the master's courts Lifted by the savior And cradled in his arms was carried to the table, seated where I don't belong, carried to the table, swept away. good enough to share this cup this world has left me lame even in my weakness the savior called my name in his holy presence i'm healed and unashamed as i'm carried to the table
Lord, thank you for welcoming us into your presence. We praise you and honor you that you are a good, good Father. Thank you that you know the real me and you love me anyway. <laughs> In each of these, thank you. Thank you for the food that I've received this weekend through many avenues. Thank you for how you've met us. Um, Lord, I pray as uh, Carol comes to share, and I, I don't know, maybe there's things in between. Lord, just be with us in the midst of the rest of our morning. Um, we want to bring you glory. Thank you. I bless these women as they go down this mountain. Um, walk with them and draw them. Um, draw us here. <laughs> we love you, Lord.
Ladies, while you're on break, <laughs> um, if you would like to pay for your centerpiece now, that would be a good time to do that because that would give you the option to be able to just head right out. Um, I have a few book bags left, just a few. Uh, so ask, see Stacy if you're interested and whoever gets there first gets them. <laughs> I didn't, I never think so. Yeah, grab one, hurry. <laughs> what do you want to say, Sue? Okay, so the arrows are option for a souvenir. If you would like a free arrow, those are available after the session. Not the metal ones. <laughs> oh, those are mine, so. Those, yeah. Okay. All right, so, okay, so what's, what, okay, so these are mine, so I'll just, I'll, I'll just these are not for sale. I, w I have a plan for these, yeah. And then that one, do you want, you want to sell it? Okay, I'll have to think about that. Okay, so let's see. So these arrows. Yes. Okay. Let's get that to Stacy. I'll say I'll leave it. So this is showing those the two wooden arrows. Let's just pull them out here. How much is for the one for that? And that little wooden one, she said. That little wooden one. Yeah, just on. 